We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. We're teaching from a book, Releasing the Ability of God Through Prayer. We're in chapter 3. We're talking about New Covenant prayer in this session. I think it's important that we realize that when we're talking about prayer, we are talking about New Covenant prayer, New Testament prayer, because I imagine all of you have heard people say, and probably said it yourself, because I know that I have in times past, you've heard people say, well, you know, this is the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray, talking about the Lord's prayer. Well, not really, that's not the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray. That was the prayer that Jesus taught the disciples to pray under the Old Covenant. Now, you'll find that that is an Old Covenant prayer, and uh, one of the reasons for that is that it does not have the name of Jesus in the prayer. So it's not a prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, but it is a prayer that he taught his disciples to pray under the Old Covenant. However, there are spiritual truths and principles of prayer in Jesus' teaching to them, that would be beneficial to us today. In fact, it's very important to us. But the New Covenant prayer is governed by different rules than Old Covenant prayer. And it's established on better promises. How many of you know that God's Word, the New Covenant, is established on better promises? And Jesus is the guarantee of the New Covenant. He's the guarantee that it'll work. He's the guarantee. In fact, the Bible says He's the author and the finisher of our faith. John, the 16th chapter, verse 23, listen to what Jesus said. He said, In that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall ask the Father, in my name he will give it you. Now here Jesus is teaching his disciples, or began to teach his disciples, New Testament rules concerning prayer. Now under the Old Covenant, he said, I'll pray the Father, and he will send you another comforter. I'll pray to the Father for you. But under the new covenant, he said at that day, in that day, and the day that he's referring to is the day when the new covenant is instigated from the day of Pentecost. Then he said, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. In other words, we wouldn't pray to Jesus then. You see, the disciples came to Jesus many times, and he ministered to them. But he said, in that day, you'll ask the Father in my name. And I think this is important. Now, some people don't see any importance in it. They say, well, you know, I've always prayed to Jesus. And I'm going to continue to pray to Jesus. But the Bible says, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. I think it'd be good if we just back up there to the sixth Matthew, the sixth chapter. And let's read the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray because it is important. And let's look at some of the things in it that I feel is significant. Let's begin with verse 9. Jesus said, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now stop right there. Uh, let's talk about that a minute. Jesus told his disciples to pray this way. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, you remember that Jesus said, In that day you shall ask me nothing. 
Now, see, this is under the Old Covenant here. Matthew 6. Of course, I know that Matthew, the 6th chapter, and Matthew is in the New Testament. But what you need to realize is that all of the four Gospels, even though they're included in the New Testament, all of the miracles, all of the things that were done in the four Gospels were done under the Old Covenant. So every person that Jesus healed, all the miracles that are recorded in the four Gospels were done under the Old Covenant. And I have good news for you. The New Covenant's better. So if we can understand this, we can find out some things that will open the power of God to us and the ability to pray and to operate under the New Covenant. Now listen to what Jesus said. Pray this way, thy kingdom come. First of all, he said, pray our Father. Now, if you're praying, and many people are, they pray to Jesus. Now, don't misunderstand me. You can talk to Jesus. You can fellowship with Jesus. You can worship the Lord and all of that. But when it comes to prayer, I believe we ought to stay with the rules that Jesus laid down. And that is to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Now, this is under the Old Covenant, but I don't see anywhere under the, in the New Testament that it teaches us to pray to Jesus. So we should conform to that. Now, sometimes I've had people to say this to me. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've prayed to Jesus all my life, and I'm not going to start praying to the Father now. Word or no word, or what the Bible or no Bible. <laughs> well, now you see an individual that's not willing to change they're going to end up on the wrong road somewhere. And if you don't change some things in life, you're going to end up in the wrong destination. Now, I didn't mean to say that they're going to go to hell just because they prayed in the name of Jesus. But if you're going to effectively pray under the new covenant, we're going to have to use the rules that Jesus laid down. And these are guidelines, you see. So, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, let me point out in verse 10, he said, pray that the kingdom would come. Now, this is another reason that this is not a New Testament prayer, because the kingdom has already come. Now, don't go away. Just stay with me. It'll turn out all right. I don't mean that the physical kingdom has been set up, but on the day of Pentecost, God set up his kingdom in the hearts of men. You remember in Luke, the 17th chapter, Jesus, in verse 20 and 21, says he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. And Jesus said, they'll not say, lo here, or lo over there is the kingdom. But he said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now think about that for a minute. The kingdom is within you. Now Mark, the ninth chapter, I believe it is, Jesus makes a statement there that I think if you get a hold of it, it'll help you understand what we're talking about here. He was talking about people that were standing here. He said, Verily I say unto you that there are some of them that stand here that shall not taste death till they have seen the kingdom of God come with power. Mark chapter 9, verse 1. Now you realize that he can't be talking about the literal kingdom that will be set up in the New Jerusalem because these people will have died. They've already did. <laughs> so he's not saying that they, they're going to still be alive and not died when this kingdom comes with great power. He's talking about the kingdom of God that abides within you. So what are we saying? I'm saying here that Jesus taught his disciples to pray under the old covenant, pray that the kingdom would come. 
But today, the kingdom of God has already come, set up in the hearts of men, so we wouldn't pray this prayer today. We wouldn't pray the kingdom come because the kingdom has already come. Now, it is a different manifestation of the kingdom. You need to understand that. It is the same kingdom that will be set up in the New Jerusalem, but it's a different manifestation of it. It's a spiritual manifestation of the kingdom of God that will be set up in the New Jerusalem. And notice what he says. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, if there's anything that ought to get you straightened out and me straightened out concerning the will of God, it should be this verse here where he said, Pray that the kingdom come, that thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. The idea present here is that when the kingdom has come, is come like it is now and set up in the hearts of men, it's possible for the will of God to be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, I said it's possible. I didn't say that it was that way. It's possible for that to happen. Why? Because the kingdom is in the hearts of men. Now, he said, pray this way, that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, that ought to answer many of your questions concerning healing, concerning finances, concerning all kinds of things. Just ask yourself this question. How will it be when I get to heaven? If you're faced with a problem and you don't know what God's will is concerning you, just ask yourself, how will it be when I get to heaven? Will there be any lack up there? No. That's a wealthy place up there. Well, ask yourself this. Will there be any sickness there? Will there be any disease there? No. Then that's the will of God for the earth. Do you see what I'm saying here? This verse of Scripture should reveal to us, even as he was teaching his disciples to pray under the Old Covenant, said, pray that the will of God be done in earth as it is in heaven. That is the will of God. Now, whether it ever gets that way or not on this earth doesn't matter. I mean, for it, w- it won't change this truth. But it is the will of God for it to be on earth the same as it is in heaven. But I've got good news for you. It's going to be on earth the same as it is in heaven. You see, if you'll just read the 21st chapter of Revelation, you'll find that John said, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And heard a great voice out of heaven saying, The tabernacle of God is with men. And I will dwell among them, be their God, and they shall be my people. Now what John saw was, by revelation, the kingdom of God, the literal kingdom, coming to the earth. In other words, God was moving heaven to earth. Now if it was not God's will for it to be on earth the same as it is in heaven, then why is God going to move his throne down here on the new earth? Now, I realize it's going to be a renovated earth. It's going to be a purified earth, but it's still the earth. It's the new earth. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Trust you've been with us all this week as we've been talking about releasing the ability of God through prayer. Now, all of this week, we've had the CD offer number 7303. It's entitled... Keys of the Kingdom. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In Matthew, the sixth chapter, Jesus said, Pray this way, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. 
In other words, it is God's will for to be on earth today as it is in heaven. But we have been given authority to subdue the earth and have dominion over it. If you don't take dominion over the situation and circumstances in your life, then it may not be under dominion at all. It may be that you just allowed things to happen. So many people say, well, you know, I'm just leaving it all up to God. Well, now, if you leave your garden up to God, just see what you raise. Nothing but kirkaburs, Johnson grass, pigweeds, and nothing good to eat. No, God gave you dominion over this earth. And whatever you bind, you can bind what is bound out of heaven. And you can loose what is loosed in heaven through the promises of God. Read the New Testament. This is the promised land of the new covenant. And it's based on the law of the new covenant, faith. If you can believe it, you can have it. <laughs> so whatever you bind, in other words, you say to things, lack, you're a thing of the past. You'll never hinder me again as long as I live. I bind you, lack, because I have given, it is given unto me. In other words, Jesus said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. That means knowledge of the kingdom, how to operate in it, how to call things that are not as though they were. That's offer number 7303. Three CDs for $22 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $27. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400. Or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.